to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up? How are you? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I am very excited about this episode because I've actually had some requests about talking about endometriosis, so we are getting into it today, but everything that I talk about on this show is going to support you no matter what imbalance you have because like I always say, when you're addressing the body as a whole, when one thing improves, everything improves. And when you are just optimizing the most important functions of your body, which is what we always talk about on the podcast, no matter what your issue is, whether it's endometriosis or painful or painful periods and it's not endometriosis or PCOS, you want to get off birth control, you have low fertility or high estrogen, low estrogen, low progesterone, whatever it is, it's going to be supported. But specifically to Today, we are going to be talking about endometriosis. Now, if you are someone who you know that you're diagnosed with endometriosis, this is obviously going to support you. But even if you're someone who has a painful period and you maybe have not been diagnosed with endometriosis, this is also going to support you. But like I just said, no matter who you are, this episode is going to support you. So let's freaking go. Let's get into it. So the root cause of endometriosis. Okay, obviously we are all about the root cause. Endometriosis at the root, or what it actually is, is an inflammatory disease. That's what it is. And endometriosis, if you don't know, it occurs when endometrial tissue, which is normally found in the uterus, is where it's supposed to be, it grows in places outside of the uterus, places that it's not supposed to be. That's what endometriosis is. A lot of times this will happen um, on the ovaries, on your fallopian tubes, (laughs) on your fallopian tubes, or on your abdomen, which can be obviously extremely painful. Um, and because the endometrial tissue that is now growing in places that it's not supposed to responds to the same hormonal shifts that trigger your menstrual cycle, the pain that you may experience from endometriosis is going to follow the same cycle as your period. Okay. So that's why a lot of people who have endometriosis excuse me, endometriosis feel a lot of extreme pain during their actual period. And sometimes also during ovulation could be painful for you as well. Um, because during ovulation is when estrogen levels are at their highest. And when you have endometriosis, excess estrogen is one of those symptoms that you experience. So you already have a lot of estrogen. So having that higher peak of it during ovulation could also trigger some pain. Um, most of the time it is always around your period though. Um, but the thing is with endometriosis, most people don't get diagnosed with it either ever or or they don't get diagnosed with it till years or decades after. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Excuse me, not cutting it out. We're moving on. Um, Thank you, if you said bless you. (laughs) Um, A lot of times people who have endometriosis don't get diagnosed until decades after they've been experiencing it because in our society, we normalize pain around your period. And that is one of the things I like shout from the rooftops is pain is not normal. No matter what type of pain you're experiencing, it's never normal. You should not be experiencing any form of pain during your period. Obviously, you're going to feel 
a little bit of heaviness. You might feel a little bit bloated. You're going to feel a little bit tired. Like all of those things are normal. If you have cramps on a scale of one to 10, if you have cramps anywhere from like a one to a three, where it's just like discomfort, you're good. But anything more than that, where it's a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, where you feel like, Ooh, maybe I could use an ibuprofen or, Ooh, I just like, I'm so uncomfortable. I can't do anything. Or it's like, it's noticeably painful. That is not normal. Is it common? 100% because of the lifestyle we live and because we've never educated on how to live a life that actually supports supports our hormones, but it's not actually normal. I lived the majority of my, well, not, well, yeah, the majority of my life at this point when I was getting a period for so long, if you don't know my story, I had an irregular, I do not have endometriosis. I have PCOS, but for the majority of my time getting a period, I got my period when I was 15 and a half. Um, and now at the time of this recording, I'm 34. So I, for the first decade from like actually longer than that, from about 15 and a half to 26, so a little over a decade, I, my period was all over the place. Like it would come three times a year or it wouldn't come, whatever. But when it did come, my doll was my best friend. Okay. I had cramps. It was not fun. It was not because of endometriosis. It was simply because I was not regularly ovulating. So I was not producing progesterone. So I just had too much estrogen in relation to my progesterone levels, which is going to cause that pain. Um, that's a different cause of why people who have endometriosis have pain, but it goes back to the estrogen reason. It's just a different reason why that estrogen is there. Um, anyway, so I, totally understand what it feels like to have cramps. I do not understand what it feels like to have the extreme pain with endometriosis. I've had clients before who have had endometriosis where literally they had to take Percocets. They could not get out of bed. They had a call into work. Like it is extreme if you really do have um, endometriosis, or again, maybe you don't know if you have it, but you experience this pain. First of all, it's not normal and there are ways to improve it. So let me tell you the, the clients that I'm talking about, if you're like, that's me, like I have to take extreme pain medications. I can't get out of bed. I've tried everything. Like those same clients were then a, a few cycles later, about three months later, they were able to do yoga on their period. They were, didn't have to take anything. Like they were all good. So we're obviously going to be talking about five steps that you can actually focus on to help support your endometriosis at the root cause level. But I wanted to just first talk about what it actually is. So, and to not normalize pain, because when you're, when we're normalizing pain with our periods, young girls who are in high school are just like, Oh yeah, I have my period. I have cramps. Like that's just what it is. Like, yeah, your period equals cramps. Like that's the association we have. And this causes us to ignore the pain and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And instead of acknowledging the pain, knowing that it's not normal from the get-go, looking into it. And instead of waiting decades where now we have a more like a late diagnosis, a more severe uh, diagnosis, whether it's endometriosis or whatever it is, that's going to lead to more severe interventions. Like, uh, um, I said operations, but yeah, operations. That's not really the word I want to use. Um, surgery. There we go. <laughs> like surgery. A lot of people who have endometriosis have to get the endometrial tissue that is now growing outside of the uterus scraped off, which that is a real intervention that has to happen a lot of times um, if it's gone so many decades without it and you've done all the things obviously that I recommend and it, we talk about it in the Mind Your Hormones Method to actually reduce that inflammation that's going to help with the endometriosis. A lot of times surgery is an, is what has to happen. Um a lot of times it doesn't, but you know what I'm saying? It's always the, always an option, but it's because of this late diagnosis. And so we need to not normalize pain. Okay. Thank you for coming to my seven minute Ted talk. Now let's get back into the episode. So 
what we eat. So again, root cause of endometriosis is inflammation because endometriosis is an inflammatory disease. So the main thing that you need to focus on for painful periods and endometriosis is lowering your inflammation levels, what you eat, the toxins that you're exposed to and how well your body actually detoxifies the, why, why am I struggling to speak today? The, how well our bodies can detoxify the toxins that we are exposed to, like through your poop, through sweating, through peeing, um, how well your liver does with detoxifying and metabolizing and processing all your hormones and toxins and metabolic waste and all of that. That's going to drive inflammation and fuel your endometriosis, the things you're eating, the toxins you're exposed to, and how well or how not well your body is able to detoxify all of that. That's what's leading this inflammation and fueling the endometriosis. So again, we're going back to the root cause of the endometriosis, which is inflammation, okay? So I want to talk about five things you can do to reduce inflammation. And again, this is important. This root cause, inflammation is a root cause of like so many, not even just hormone issues, autoimmune diseases, inflammation is a root cause of PCOS. It's a root cause of endometriosis. It's a root cause of um, IBS. It's a root cause of joint pain and um, fatigue. Like there's so many things that inflammation is a root cause of. And so many women and people in general experience inflammation because of the way that we are living our lives and the things that we're eating and this fast paced go, go, go society. So no matter what is going on with you, focusing on these is going to be really, really important, which is why this is the third module of the mind your hormones method, because no matter what you're coming to me with, we have to tackle inflammation because if there's inflammation present in your body, whether it's big or small, it's going to have an effect on your energy, on your cycles, on your fertility, on your skin, on your gut health, on your poop, on everything. Okay. So Five things to focus on to reduce inflammation. If you have endometriosis, painful periods, literally anything in life, here we go. Number one, greens and beans, okay? Greens and beans. I want you to think about those two things. How can you eat something green every single day? Whether that's spinach, mixed greens, broccoli, peas, Brussels sprouts. Um, what else is green? String beans, um, uh, cabbage, like how can you eat something green every single day? Don't have to eat all those different things every single day, but you know what I'm saying? Actually, well, that's a whole other story. Anyway, greens and beans. So have something green, eat something green every day and eat beans every single day. Why? Greens are extremely anti-inflammatory. They're also filled with chlorophyll and antioxidants. They really help feed the good bacteria in your gut. They're multifaceted. So focusing on having something green every single day, whether that is putting um, organic spinach in your smoothie, whether that's having... Um, organic spinach or uh, mixed greens or broccoli or whatever with your lunch, whether that's like you have quinoa and broccoli and avocado and beans and whatever with it, like how can you have something green easily every single day? Um, those are easy ways you could just get them in. Literally whatever you're eating, just throw a handful of mixed greens or a few handfuls of organic spinach. Or again, you could cook things like um, uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, whatever it is. Okay. You know what things are green have something green every day and eat beans every single day. Why beans? I have a whole episode on beans. This is also a training in the mind your hormones method because it's that important, but I will link below the uh, episode that I did where I talk specifically about beans and why it's so important for your hormone health. So definitely go back after this episode and watch that. But for a little summary of it, beans are the highest form of soluble fiber in the plant kingdom, which means soluble fiber comes into our body and it acts like a net and it picks up and mops up all the excess hormones and toxins and metabolic waste that's floating around in our body. It packages it up in this nice little package. It moves on to our gut and then we poop it out of the body. It also helps feed the good bacteria in our gut. It's full of iron. It's really, really, really important. So 
Okay. So if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you probably have painful periods. You're working on your hormones. You want things to get better, obviously. And something we always talk about on this podcast is how your gut is the center of everything. Improving your gut health is so important. And all the things that we're talking about today are going to support you in doing that. So obviously that's amazing. But if you want to take it a step further and you really want to know like what's actually going on within your gut, because we can make so many improvements to our lifestyle, to our food, to the supplements that we're intaking, that's going to have a massive difference on our gut and you're going to experience it and feel, and it's going to be amazing. But there are, at the end of the day, there are things going on in your gut that you simply will never know and will not be able to be healed until you get tested to see what's actually going on in your gut. And then you have have the proper herbs and supplementation to address what that issue is. Um, What I'm talking about is getting a stool test. Now, it doesn't sound fun because it's not. Yes, you have to poop in a little thing and scoop it into a thing and send it out like it's not fun. But I did this um, about two years ago, uh, almost two years ago now, and it was life-changing. I did it twice. Um, And it because I noticed there were things that were off, like I noticed my poop was changing, I was getting rashes after the shower, I was like, "Mm, something's going on here. And I just wanted to get to the bottom of it because I'm like no longer jacking around, messing around with stuff. Um, and I found out I had candida and H pylori and I had parasites and things that you would never know were going on unless you actually test your poop to see what's happening. And things that I, there's nothing more that I could have done in my lifestyle to actually heal these things. I was already doing all the nutritional things to help it. But at this point, I needed targeted herbs to actually get rid of the parasites, get rid of the candida, the H. pylori, all of that. So if you're interested in that and finding out a little bit more, not a little bit more, a lot more, it goes into a lot of detail, the stool test of what's actually going on with your gut microbiome. What I Also, the woman who does this, um, her company, Gut Personal, I talk about Gut Personal all the time because I'm obsessed with their products, Um, but Bridget Mallinson, that's her married name, she's been on the podcast before, um, but she has created this. And she said there's never, there's been one time in the thousands of tests that she's done where she didn't find anything. Um, there's always something that's going to be found in there. My one-on-one clients do this because I really want to be able to help support them even more deeply. So anyway, if you are interested in learning more about this, you can go to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne, go to their uh, services and courses, and you'll see where it says stool sample test and gut testing. Um, I highly recommend checking it out. It is an investment, but what's cool is if you use my code Corinne, C-O-R-I-N-N-E, you get a discount off of it, which is amazing. And it's an investment in your long-term health and wellness, and it is worth every freaking penny. So go check out gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. If you have any questions about it, let me know. Um, I've done it. I'm definitely going to do it again soon uh, once I'm done breastfeeding and stuff like that, because when you're breastfeeding like or when you're pregnant, there's nothing you can, you know, you can't take these certain herbs and stuff to heal whatever's going on if there is something going on. So it's just like no point in doing it. So if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, don't do this. Pause until you're done. Um, and then you can get it done. But anyway, gutpersonal.com slash Corinne, use code Corinne at checkout. You also save obviously on all the supplements as well, which I love. Um, so you can even get, just get started with that, with taking their free quiz, seeing what supplements are recommended to you. And if you want to take it a step further, check out their, um, testing. And I know it's going to be so, so valuable for you. So gutpersonal.com slash Corinne code Corinne at checkout. Eating beans is going to help reduce that inflammation, and it's also going to help get mop up the excess estrogen that you are experiencing from endometriosis. Because again, inflammation drives excess estrogen, so excess estrogen is a major root cause of endometriosis, which is why you're experiencing this pain. Um, and we want to lower that as much as possible. So. 
having soluble fiber like beans every day is going to help mop that up and get it out of the body instead of it staying floating around and recirculating back into your body, causing the pain to be worse, causing the endometriosis to spread, the inflammation to go widespread, all of that. Okay. So number one is greens and beans. Beans, super easy. What I do, I'm a member of just of a Thrive Market. You don't, you don't have to be a member of Thrive Market to get beans. I'm just talking about how easy it is with them. They have organic beans in a pouch. Is it more beneficial or you know, have more nutrient density and healthier whatever to cook beans from scratch? Yes, of course. Does everybody have time to do that all the time? 100% not, okay? Especially now, I have a three-month-old at the time of this recording. I'm not cooking beans for three hours, okay? It's just not freaking happening. So if you know that that's not something that's feasible for you, choose the path of least resistance. Even if it's not, quote-unquote, the healthiest, it's better than not having it at all and grabbing something that's processed, right? So they have the beans, organic beans, in a bag. It's They're already cooked. You can obviously cook them more, but you literally just open it up, drain them, rinse them, throw it on a salad, excuse me, throw it on your stir fry, like whatever it is. Um, so an easy way to do this is whatever meal you're having where maybe you have chicken or steak or whatever, swap it with beans. It's so easy to do that. Um, and you could get them on Thrive Market. Again, they have chickpeas, they have black beans. You could do whatever beans you want. Um, you don't obviously have to do it in Thrive Market. I'm just, I don't have a code or anything with them. I just really love how convenient it is and they have a really great price point. So I get the subscription and I get eight of each type of bean delivered every single um, month because we eat them so frequently. Okay. So number one, greens and beans. Number two, omega-3 fatty acids. Omega-3 fatty acids are anti-inflammatory at that's what they are. They're anti-inflammatory. We need to have more omega-3s and omega-6s in our diet. The standard American diet has way more omega-6s in, re- in ratio to omega-3s because of the processed foods, the fast foods, eating out all the time, the oils that are we are consuming in packaged foods like chips and bagels and pizza and um, uh, going out to restaurants. They they cook with like canola oil and all these things that are high in omega-6s. We want to switch that ratio. We want to have more omega-3s than omega-6s. That is going to reduce our inflammation instead of adding to it. So I definitely recommend supplement form of omega-3 fatty acids with EPA, DHA. I prefer vegan-based. I am personally plant-based, um, and I just like that there's way lower toxicity in them. So I personally take the needed omega-3s. Um, I've been taking that prior to pregnancy, during pregnancy, during postpartum. You do not have to be wanting to get pregnant to take these. They're just a really great source of omega-3s. I'll link that below. You could use my code Corinne to save, um, to get a discount on those omegas and anything from needed. The other brand that I took before needed was Diva. Um, I do believe there is a higher amount of EPA and DHA in needed. I'd have to look them side by side, but anyway, highly recommend taking omega-3 fatty acids, um, at least two a day, minimum, minimum, minimum two a day. Obviously always consult with your doctor disclaimer, please, before taking any supplementation, talk to your medical care practitioner. Um, but that's definitely one supplement I would recommend. I mean, I recommend a whole supplement protocol. I have, if you're interested in learning more about the specific supplementation I recommend for painful periods and endometriosis, you could check out my supplement masterclass. I'll put that link below as well. Um, but in general, yes, an omega-3 supplement, but also foods, right? We want to talk about our lifestyle and the foods that we're eating because that is a huge driver of inflammation. So how can you increase the amount of omega-3s that you're eating? Omega-3 sources are seeds like flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, 
sunflower seeds, um, sesame seeds, all the seeds, okay? Um, Avocados, amazing form of omega-3 fatty acids. Like, can you have a full avocado a day? Can you have half with breakfast and half with lunch? I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you could do breakfast, but half with lunch, half with dinner, whatever. Like, one full avocado a day would be such an easy way to reduce your inflammation and increase your omega-3 fatty acids. Olive oil, coconut oil, um, almonds, pistachios, like nuts, seeds, avocados, coconuts, all amazing forms of omega-3 fatty acids. Okay. So how can you have more of those in your day to day? Again, that could easily look like just having a half an avocado with lunch, half an avocado with dinner, with breakfast, having at least two tablespoons of some form of seeds. Okay. I talk about too, like the amount of healthy fats and stuff that to eat in my free training, how to create a hormone balanced meal, which I'll put that below as well. Cause that could really support you also. Okay. So that's number two. Number three, for sure, cutting out dairy. I mean, woo, for sure. That might be my number one. I probably should have put that at the top of the list. If you have endometriosis, if you have painful peers, if you have any form of inflammation in your body, the dairy has got to go. Not just minimize, it needs to go, okay? A lot of people are like, oh, like I'm just a you know, 50-50, you could have it some of the time, but just reduce it. No, no, it needs to go. If you have endometriosis and you are having painful periods, it needs to freaking go at least for you know months at a time. And then you could maybe just have it here and there once your endometriosis is fully healed, but it needs to freaking go. Not only is it inflammatory, but it also increases your estrogen. Because if you think about it, where is milk, which is you know milk, cheese, whatever, dairy in general, where is it coming from? It's coming from a cow that was pregnant. The hormone levels are obviously increased when you're pregnant. You have a ton of estrogen floating around in your body, whether you're a cow or a human. And when you're consuming this, you are intaking estrogen from another mammal, which is increasing your estrogen levels just in and of itself. And it's also confusing your body. And it's like, wait a second, we have this other estrogen that is now latching onto our hormone receptors. So now our own estrogen production is floating around in the body, causing even more excess estrogen symptoms. Okay. Again, uh, excess estrogen is a main imbalance for endometriosis. So we really want to be conscious of that. Um, go, I'll put again below another episode. I did all about dairy. Go and listen to that after listen to the bean one, a lot of homework for you today. Okay. But I really want to support you in this because I don't want you to be in pain. You don't need to be in pain. There is a way to heal this. Okay. That is number three. Number four is, um, I'm trying to think, I should have did this in two episodes, but here we go. We're already here. Let's keep it going. Number four is caffeine. Okay. Caffeine increases your estrogen levels and it also has a lot of toxins. Okay. Um, unless you're getting organic coffee, right? But coffee in general, I shouldn't say just caffeine, coffee in general increases your estrogen. There are studies that show that it does that. And it also has a lot of toxins if you're not choosing organic. Like if you're just going to Starbucks or Dunkin' or even just like Maxwell or whatever other brands there are. Um, I don't drink coffee, so I don't even remember. <laughs> Last time I had it, I was having Maxwell, which is probably like the shittiest form of coffee on the planet. But anyway, um, making sure that if you are having it, it is organic, but honestly, I would just cut that shit right out, especially if you are someone who's really dealing with debilitating pain. There are so many alternatives. Rise is an alternative. R-Y-Z-E is a mushroom blend. They have a um, non-caffeinated form. I actually recently tried it. I haven't had coffee in, uh, let me think, since 2004. 14 and at the time of this recording it's 2023 it's almost 10 years holy shit i can't but when i think when i say 2014 in my head i'm like oh it was that long ago and i think about it i'm like wow it was almost 10 years ago that's scary anyway um 
And I tasted it. I was like, wow, this actually tastes like coffee. So it's definitely a great alternative. And mushrooms are awesome for your immune system, which is really important for endometriosis. So you can check out Rise. I'll put the link below for that. There's also another um, brand called Purity, and that is an organic decaf coffee that doesn't have any of the toxins or anything in that, and it's decaffeinated. So that could be another great swap for you. So you could go check those out also. Okay, and the last one is alcohol. Uh, I know these last two people are like, wait a second, dairy, alcohol, caffeine, like how am I gonna cut all these things out? Obviously, it's not meant to be done overnight. It's not meant to be done all at once. This is why in the Mind Your Hormones method, I have separate modules for all of this. The content is dripped out slowly over time because I don't want you to make all these changes at once because it's not gonna be sustainable. That's why a lot of people don't see success in this area because they try and do so many things all at once because they want it. And I get why, right? I get why you wanna do all these things at once because you just wanna feel better. You just want to get rid of the pain. You just want to get pregnant. You just want to not feel like shit anymore and not have to deal with this. So you're just like, let me just do all the things at once. And I get that mentality. But at the same time, is that sustainable for you? Is you doing that actually going to lead to you doing it long-term? Is it allowing you to slowly shift your lifestyle? So it's something that you literally create a lifestyle around. That's what I'm always teaching. your step-by-step roadmap to creating a hormone healthy lifestyle, because this isn't something you're just going to do for a little while. Endometriosis is an inflammatory disease. It's something you have to live your life supporting so that it doesn't run the show, so that you're running the show. So I don't recommend doing this all at once. Um, But anyway, alcohol is the last one. Alcohol suppresses your immune system, which again is really important for endometriosis. You really want to help support, help boost up your immune system. Um, alcohol also increases your estrogen levels, which we already talked about is, uh, is an imbalance with endometriosis. And it's also hard on your liver. Obviously we know that, but your liver processes and metabolizes your excess hormones, your metabolic waste, your toxins. And we want to, and it's going to, um, process and metabolize things that are more life-threatening first. And alcohol is more life-threatening to us than our own estrogen production, even though it's, if it's excess estrogen. So it's going to, I mean, our liver is a workhorse. It could do so much, but we want to take the burden off of it. So it actually has the bandwidth to then process out that excess estrogen instead of having to focus solely on all the toxins from non-organic foods, from processed foods, from uh, cleaning products and from um, alcohol and all these things, right? Like I can go on and on and on. Maybe I'll do a part two of this. Um, reach out to me on Instagram if this is something that was really helpful for you. And if you want me to do a part two on this, because there's so many other things I could talk about with helping heal endometriosis and inflammation levels. Um, so let me know if you want me to do a part two and I will, but that's this for now, right? So let's recap this. Number one, endometriosis is an inflammatory disease. Okay. We want to then address the root cause, which is inflammation and reduce inflammation as much as possible through what we're eating, how we're living our life and how well our body can actually detoxify things. So five ways you can reduce inflammation. Number one, greens and beans. Number two, omega-3 fatty acids. Number three, bye-bye dairy. See ya freaking later. This is also going to help support your poops, your skin, your energy. Like, oh, it's just, it's it's not meant for human consumption. That's all I'm going to say. Number four, um, removing or reducing uh, coffee and number five, alcohol. Okay. I will put the links below to the bean episode, to the dairy episode, um, also to my free training, um, how to create hormone balanced meals that will really support you. I'll also put below the link to my supplement masterclass. If you want to have a specific protocol for, um, endometriosis and painful periods, cause it's more than just the omega three, like, Oh my God. Yes, please, please, please be sure that you're taking supplements to help support you. Um, and then I'll also link below the rise, um, mushroom coffee. It's 
does not taste like mushrooms. First of all, I do not like mushrooms. It does not taste like mushrooms at all. It's just made from mushrooms, which is really awesome, but it tastes like coffee. So I'll put those links below for you. Um, and also the omega-3 link um, from Nita will put below too. So a lot of links, a lot of information today. Go back, listen to this again, back 30, back 30, back to the beginning, take notes, do what you got to do. Let me know if this is helpful for you. I always love when you DM me. I even love more when you share this on your social media so that your community can see this and get that message out there. We have to get the message out that pain is not normal and that there are things to do to support yourself. And if you want a part two on this, message me and I will be happy to make a part two for you. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.